Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today we'll have Rissa Pappas joining us, and believe me, you don't want to miss this. Rissa Pappas is a poet, filmmaker, editor, narrator, and pro wrestling ring announcer. Her recent publications include Placeholder Press, The River Heron Review, and Bluntly Magazine. Rissa is an editor-in-chief at Tolson Books and earned her MFA in creative writing from Fairleigh Dickinson University. She resides near Pennsylvania. want to welcome Rissa to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. So happy to have you here with us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. And um, I was looking at your information and you actually had quite a varied life, um, particularly <laughs> one about being a pro wrestling announcer. Is that right? Yeah. So I, um, I used to be part of a film collective that was started in in when I was in college called Killer Goose Films. And we would all, each member would make a short film. Um, So it kind of became my turn to make a short film. And I wrote it with this band that I'm friends with. And one of the things we cooked up was this idea that we would have a wrestling, a scene with a a wrestling match in it um, with luchadors. And so I had to go find some wrestlers. And so I went to a local wrestling show and I was like, this is actually really fun. Um, I wonder if I can get involved in this some way. And so I did radio for a few years. So I'm very good at talking and, you know, being on a microphone, like it doesn't bother me. So I was like, Uh I should give this a shot. So I got somebody, somebody took a chance on me and let me do it. And now um, I do it for, um, yeah, I do commentary for one wrestling promotion and I do ring announcing for another. So it's, it's really fun. Um, It's a great way to connect (laughs) with people that, you know, from different walks of life that, uh, you don't necessarily talk to in the literary community. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's good to have a varied life, you know, and we think about things that are in the literary community. Well, what's it all about? What's the writing all about? It's about everything in life. And I, you know, wrestling, you know, that's a part of life. And so why not? Yeah, I want to, um, I, you know, I, so far as I know, we only get one shot at life. So I kind of want to try everything that interests me. And in the meantime, whatever I'm working on and whatever I'm trying and experiencing, that's great fodder for writing. So it's a win-win. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the, the writing um, uh, efforts I do every week is called the six sentence story where we're limited to six sentences to answer to a prompt word and write a story and one of the people that write on that on a regular basis writes about what's it called mma something like that wrestling Mm -hmm. um and it's like he's taken us into this world of it that's totally different than anything that i think majority of us have been exposed to and it's great i mean i look forward to his stories every week so Hey. Yeah, that's that's cool. Have you ever written any poetry about wrestling? Um, not so much yet, but I have ideas. Um, some sometimes my process is very much one of just letting ideas 
percolate in my mind for a while and then one day it all kind of comes out at once so mm -hmm. I, I I kind of feel like that's coming I kind of feel like there's an epic pro wrestling poem coming out sometime <laughs> <laughs> now as an editor do you do editing a poetry or do you edit every of different kinds of works yeah so I did um the first book that I edited for Tolson books was a poetry book um, but it was a a conversation in poems between a father and a son. So there would be, you know, one poem by the father and then the son would write an answer poem. And then it was, it was like kind of a continual dialogue. And mm -hmm. so I started out editing poetry, but I've also edited um, uh, collections of short stories as well. And um, pretty soon I think I'm going to be working on a hybrid work, which I, um, it's, it's, it, it, ties together various forms of writing um, to tell a larger narrative. So that'll be new and exciting for me, and I'm looking forward to that. That does sound interesting. I know one of the books that I'm working on is what we could say you call a hybrid. It's got some short story and some poetry in it. So, you know, why not, you know? Yeah, I love I love hybrid. I think hybrid is is kind of not necessarily the future or anything, but I can see it becoming a much more utilized um form because um the manuscript that i'm um shopping around now it's poetry but when i was working on it there were a lot of things that started out as essays and then the question kind of became do i want them to stay this way and try to make it a hybrid work do i want it all to be poetry and i ended up taking a lot of them out just because they didn't end up fitting for one reason or another but if I would have kept them in there, it was, I, you know, I was trying them both ways. I was like, can I make this into a poet, poet, a uh, poem like format? Um, or should I just leave them kind of just as like narrative personal essays? And I was, I was really back and forth on it. And then luckily mm -hmm. I kind of just ended up going a bit of a different direction. So it ended up not being something I had to confront. <laughs> <Yet>. <laughs> But I think that I think that a lot of people are starting to feel that way. It's like, you know, why why limit yourself to one? You could, you know, exactly. you, can, you can mix them all together. And I think that that's actually good for readers as well to to vary mm -hmm. the experience that they get while they're reading the work. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I just actually finished a book that is a hybrid um, and it it's like a vignettes and then it goes into poetry and it kind of goes back and forth and I've actually enjoyed it a lot because of all of that. Mm. Um, I think that's what the writer needed to do to tell their story, you know. Yeah. So sometimes I'll start to write a short story and end up with a poem. I do that quite often actually, you know. Yeah. I, I need to put this in poetry and see if it sounds better that way. So. Yeah. I started yeah. writing a short story and then eventually I started writing camera angles and stuff into it. I was like, well, that doesn't, that obviously is not correct. <laughs> so then it ended up becoming a script. And so I have this feature, it became a feature length script that I can't do anything with because um, there's no demand for it. And there's, the, the, you know, movies are very expensive to make. So, so now I'm like, can I peel that back and make that into just like an, an you know, an actual book or something. So it's like, it's, I feel like format maybe is one of the things that I uh, tend to struggle with the most. It's like, what is the best form to serve what I'm trying to get across? So that's, mm -hmm. that's a continual, that's something continually on my mind as a writer. Right. Absolutely. 
and as far as your book of poetry, so you're shopping it around, um, you, you feel like it's going to be happening for you pretty soon? or I don't know. Um, I really, I don't, you know, I, as, a, as a writer and, and a person who submits a lot, you know, I'm sure you know, you have to develop a thick skin pretty quick. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like 90% rejections. I was, I was um, with my family over Christmas and I was showing them the spreadsheets that I have of like, <laughs> here's all the, here's all the places that I have submissions to. And here's mm -hmm. all the places that I hear that have rejected me. And it's like 10 times as long as, what, you know, <laughs> and then here's the ones that have accepted me. And there's like five or whatever. So um, yes. I don't, I genuinely don't know because being on the other side of it as a, as a person who has to read submissions now for Tolson books, it's like, it's so, so subjective. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure as a, you know, white female presenting human being, you know, struggling with a gender identity thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if that is particularly unique anymore. I think that luckily, like this is for the, for the good of humanity, we're entering a place where that kind of a dialogue is becoming more and more commonplace. I mean, I think as a, as part of the millennial generation, um, we kind of started that trend of trying to find some kind of normal, but we didn't really have as much of the terminology. Whereas um, the generation after us, I want to say they're called Generation Z, Gen Z. Um, mm -hmm. They just they just picked it up intrinsically. So when I was teaching, I had students come in and they were like, "Hey, just FYI, I'm non-binary," and I'm like, "Whoa, like that's so refreshing and interesting." And so um, I, I think. Unfortunately, um, my manuscript has a lot to do with gender identity, but it also has a lot to do with trauma. And unfortunately, that's something that women tend to go through a lot as well. So, like, I don't, I don't necessarily know that my story is one that needs to be told. If there are other voices out there that offer newer and, and more varied perspectives, so it would be great to get it published, and I hope that I do get it published. But as long as voices are being published and the literary industry is broadening out in terms of who is allowed access and and mm -hmm. it be you know and and presses like Tolson books like we are trying we are making it our mission to be as inclusive as possible and to try to make sure that we're bringing in people who right. don't look like us and voices that don't sound like us and mm -hmm. so as long as that's happening i mean yeah it would be I would really, really love to be published. I'm submitting like crazy, um, but at the end of the day, it's subjective. And and if there's other stories out there that should be told more so than mine, then I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, well, when I was researching a, a book for, um, for a client, um, I was looking for books about child abuse. Um, and I was looking for books about child abuse in kind of a certain period of time, like around the baby boomer generation time mm -hmm. and that. And I went through several books and they all had different different points of view, different perspective, you know, on it. And so it's not really just one book of poetry that's going to be meaningful, um, but it may be take several different poets perspective in order to formulate some ideas or to maybe help someone as they're dealing with certain things of trauma or 
um, you know, gender identity or whatever is going mm. on. So um, don't count yourself out yet. I think that there's there's still a place for you out there. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think so too. I think that my my general like teaching philosophy and I'm trying to I'm trying to get back into adjuncting now but it's not, it's like the worst time in history to be trying to adjunct apparently but um when I was teaching one of my general methods was throw like in as, as many different ways as I can say what I'm trying to get across I'm going to try to do that because not everything that I say is going to resonate with everybody and mm -hmm. so my thinking on the poetry manuscript when dealing with you know trying to figure out like what is what does my gender even mean to me does it mean anything to me um i think that the more voices generally when it comes to gender identity or trauma or whatever it is or just the experience of being a woman which i ran from for a really long time I think any of those voices that can be out there saying things in a way that other people haven't said it, maybe that will click for mm -hmm. somebody. Somebody is going to read it and go, that's exactly the experience that I had, or this is, this is exactly how I needed to hear it said in order for it to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the goal for me more than anything else like that's my that's my desire in getting it published is that somebody somebody else out there gets something meaningful from it and it helps them in their own journey right um i guess that's probably the goal of a lot of writing um, that's not, true. not 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 uh those subjects specifically but i guess i you know i guess writing at the end of the day we're all trying to connect with somebody yeah we really are um it's a release but it's also a connection Yes, other people. So, well, what kind of poems you got to share with me today? Yeah, so um, I would love to share a couple of poems that are in that uh, manuscript. Okay, great. Um, so, the, the packet I have is called Strong because these are the ones that I really enjoy the most and I feel like they have the kind of thrust of the whole thing. Uh, so this first one is called Adults Discussing Boundaries. Say, say, say that no is temporary and yes is permanent. That no is but a way station en route to I guess so as destination. That mind made up is all made up. That naive is precious or pathetic, depending on your preference. Say the word almost with a hiss for a consonant, then an un that nearly terminates to a T. Sent, 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 my consent, resented, sent you luckily away from me. Powerful. Yeah, I, I tend to be, yeah, I tend to fall back into that high school angry kind of writing if I don't check myself. So that's a very subdued version of that. <laughs> uh, this next one is called, But She Survived. Survivor is a strong word for a weak feeling. It sounds like triumph. Bombastic oration to standing ovation. How grand and what a story. But not all of you goes on. 
surviving is scraping across the floor what little of you, little you, remains. A shellless snail, all cried out of mucus, puffed up but bone dry, like wind could whistle through you. Your very heart skeletal, mind a singed campfire, too spent to roar or do more than smolder. Wrung out like a rag left out to yellow in a shape none would put a name to. Doesn't feel like strength. It feels like a fever. And there you are, limp and mushed as the stuffed bunny you hold and curl around until someday the world stops spinning. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> really? You nailed it. Um, and this this last one, um, I actually know the, the word from reading it, but I don't know it from hearing it. So I tried to actually look it up the other day and I saw 17 different ways to pronounce it. So I choose to pronounce it Perusia. I don't know if I'm right, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I learn what a woman is in book after book, then white papers, case studies, PBS reruns, surprised to find so much of what she feels and deals with and is, describes me well too. Relieved, I still haven't seen myself in full reflection on any page. When I stumble upon snatches from citizens of Q, the new language comes too late, like learning from Soviet school books. Messages sent via scream in loud taverns or shimmied against me on dance floors, I stand knee high to the scholars, try to scry their tea leaves, and at night after my prayers, I dream of my arrival. Yep, definitely. So yay, lots of uh, lots of gender, lots of trauma, all that fun stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, you know, write your way out of it, right? <laughs> uh, that's certainly what I have tried to do. I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, me too. This All of our process. lives, I suspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know several years ago, I wrote, you know, my life story all out, you know, and um, I guess in a therapy kind of thing. And mm. um, I'm scared to go back and look at it. I probably have like three books of poems come from it if I did. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the best thing I I feel like you can do with poetry or or stories or anything is put them away, <laughs> put yeah. them away for a long time, and then mm -hmm. come back to them when you haven't seen them in a while, and you're that's when your best possible place to start editing. Yep. You know, when you when you haven't been looking at it over and over and over again and exactly. agonizing over it. So yes. one day you'll feel the need to pull those out and that mm -hmm. will be the right time. Exactly. Yeah, I've done I've written poems and then I just you just sit in my computer and collect computer dust and mm -hmm. uh, 
eventually at some point I pull them out and sometimes I don't even recognize them anymore <laughs> and yeah, sometimes they talk to me to say do something more with me you know yeah you're like oh thank god you're back <laughs> <laughs> I've got more to tell you no <laughs> so is there anything else that, that maybe I haven't asked you about or we haven't discussed that you'd like to share um I just wanted to say that um um Tolson books is uh the the uh most important thing I I got going right now bringing um bringing different kinds of voices and different perspectives out into the world that might not otherwise have gotten a chance to and um we've got a great project coming out um for 2021 that we're just working on now and um or I'm sorry 2022 we're a year ahead of ourselves. It's crazy. Um, but our 2021 catalog is going to be amazing. And um, I just really, uh, I just really hope that uh, in this time of Amazon.com <laughs> being mm -hmm. kind of like this, this all encompassing monster, um, that people don't forget small presses like, like ours. Um, like that's uh, it's a great place to find um really great amazing writing from uh, from people they wouldn't have heard from otherwise exactly well thank you so much thank you so much for being with us today oh uh, thank you, you. A, i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day you too Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poet Podcast. Come back soon for more wonderful poet interviews. Have a good night.